Welcome to yet another Britain Yankee Craft Beer podcast. This is podcast number 396, and we have come north in Illinois, and I'll tell you where we are in just a second. I'm Phil Clark, the Brit, and if you want to get a hold of us, it's pints, P-I-N-T-S, at thebritainyankee.com. Now, with me is usually one of my regular co-hosts, which is either Ken McMullen from Fox Republic or Chuck Fort from Church Street. But alas, this time round, neither of them could make it. So with me, I brought a chum of mine who is my guest host for the day. If you remember, in Winfield, Illinois, there was a wonderful place that was there for 92 years called John's Tavern. And we have the landlord, or the ex-landlord, of John's Tavern with us. It's Mr. John Kowalski. Johnny K, as we call him. Hi, John. Hello, Phil. How are you? Great. Glad you could come with me because we've we've done a little trip about an hour north of the Britain Yankee pub to a place that I'm actually visiting for the first time, but it's not the first time that we've done a podcast with these guys. Well, with one of the guys, actually, but now we've got the whole crew here this time around. It was actually podcast number 354 back in December of 2020 that we did a Zoom call. It was during COVID, and we spoke with Mr. Josh Grubbs, and he was preparing to open his tap room, which I think opened in 2021, and it was quite a brave move at that time because you had all the COVID restrictions of the pandemic, plus he was also brewing his beers at that time out of Zoom beer, now closed, unfortunately, which was in Wakanda, And lo and behold, he names his brewery after a deadly mining disease. Yes, you'd think that he was trying to mirror Sisyphus, you know, that Greek mythological character who was forced to roll an immense boulder up a hill only to have it roll back down, repeating this action for eternity. But I'm very glad to say that through all of this, Josh has actually made a great impact on the Round Lake Beach community where we are. And I will say that we are in Black Lung Brewing Company. Sitting across from me are himself, Josh Grubbs. Hi, Josh. Hello. Hello. And then with him is a guy who we mentioned on the last podcast, but wasn't part of the team at that time. We have his assistant brewer, Rob. And what's your last name, Rob? Noon. Rob Noon? Yep. Oh, well, how about that then? Mm. That's a good time. <laughs> always good to have a beer afternoon. Mm. Or with, in this case, with Noon. With it's, Noon, it's right? Always noon time it's always noontime somewhere. It's always noon. time somewhere. Yeah, that's noontime somewhere. And I wanted to start off the uh, podcast this year, 2024, because we took a little hiatus at the end of last year. Had a few things going on. But now this is our first one back. And I wanted to start on a, on a high note because... You guys 
have opened, and I think it's only recently that you've opened, a new tap room in Fox Lake, right? A second satellite tap room. That's correct. That, that's right, yeah, Fox Lake. Right yeah. on, right on the, the south shore of beautiful Lake Nipersink. Oh, oh, it's Lake Nipersink. It wasn't Fox Lake then. It's in Fox, Fox Lake. Fox Lake is the town that yeah. we're incorporated in, and Lake Nipersink is the lake that we're on, yes. Oh, okay. That explains why on the way here we passed Nipersink. What was it? A forest preserve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. So it's in a 124-year-old building, right? That is correct. Which is something to behold. And if you've got great views, then you've also got a super place to sit in the summer especially, I would think. But you're still open during the winter, right? Yeah, we're open right now. And we have a full restaurant there, too. So it's an actual full operating brew pub. And it has amazing food, seating inside for about 60, but then the cool part is outside we have seating for like almost another 100 people in our courtyard right next to the building, and then about 30 to 40 people in the beer garden right next to the water. So right on the shore of uh, Lake Nippersink, we've got seating for about 30, 40 people. That doesn't flood, does it? I mean... Well, we don't like we don't know. <laughs> We've been there a year. No, I would say so far so good. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah. All right, that's that's all we need to uh, be aware of. I certainly want to get over to there and and sit outside and enjoy one of your beers. And of course, where would we be without tasting the beers where we visit? So starting off, I said I want to have a calibration beer, and you provided a fantastic light lager tell us about this beer so that is our what we call our light lager the name of the beer is lung light and we really developed it for the boaters of fox lake with the intent that we would can lots of it and they would just come in and grab some four packs out in fox lake and take them back out in the boat with them and that that's going to be the plan for this summer it's a really light beer uh yeah. pilsner completely pilsner grain bill and hollertal middle fruit hops and very light, refreshing, crushable, and definitely can go toe-to-toe with any of the macro light lagers or light pilsners. Well, I would say that I think it's better than the macros. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in terms of flavor, in terms of flavor, the idea idea was that we would have something that, you know, we're, we're introducing ourselves to a new group of people who haven't really been introduced yet to craft beer only really what they could get at river bars out in in fox lake so we wanted them to feel comfortable coming in and have something that was similar in appearance and flavor to what they were used to but you cannot argue or fight with quality so and and freshness so now that they've had that we get a lot of returning people trying that beer again and then exploring their palate and trying new craft beers at our place so it's really a lot of fun What's the ABV on this? 4.7%. Right in there, yeah. Really good. Now, you mentioned Fox Lake, so... We're in Round Lake Beach. Is there a Round Lake? And where's Fox Lake? In real- There's too many lakes here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rob knows the area as, as well as I do. This is Lake County, yeah. so definitely a lot of lakes. Round Lake um, split up many years ago before our time. Um, there's a Round Lake, Round Lake Heights, Round Lake Beach, Round uh, Lake Park. Round Lake Park. Yeah. So there's four Round Lakes. And then Fox Lake is about 15 minutes straight west of here, right right in the cor- north west corner of lake county it's the most northwest town okay. in the in the county and fox lake is 
That way. That, oh, that's yeah. 15 yeah. minutes. We're pointing, yeah. we're pointing yeah. west. Okay. Pointing <laughs> Straight west. west. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're in the Round Lake tap room, which was your original location. The OG uh, tap room, we yeah. like to call it. Yeah. The which one? The OG, the original OG. gangster. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's kind of go back a little bit in time to 2020 uh, when we talked, and some of this was on our Zoom call previously, but, you know, you were in the process of getting everything together, getting everything ready in here, but you'd also got a Kickstarter campaign going on for some amount of money for some sundries. Tell us, yeah. a, tell us a story on that then. Yeah, so with the original tap room here, we, we wanted to include our fans or our patrons in the process a little bit and I thought that it was really just a good idea to do a Kickstarter and and bring more people in kind of to the fold so that they felt a little ownership of of the brewery and I'll say for all intents and purposes it really worked because a lot of those folks are still around and we definitely needed the money the money but you mean they've just left the area they're not dead no <laughs> no they're still they're still patrons that come yeah. in and and you know they they'll wear their their Kickstarter shirts or the stuff that the rewards that they got with that. And we we actually I don't know if you want to jump ahead, but we actually did another one for Fox Lake, and we kind of introduced ourselves to Fox Lake and and did a did a Kickstarter out there as well. And if anyone I, I li- didn't see that one, if so anyone's listening, yeah. those shirts are ready to go, so they'll be coming out real soon here. But there there was a lot of people who jumped in, and we had a, a person pay two grand to brew a beer with us and, and name it and oh cool and all that and we had a bunch of people jump on for swag special custom swag that you know said they that they helped kickstart us and it's it, it really builds community because you feel even if you give five bucks you feel invested you want to see this mm-hmm. place succeed now and we need people like that i mean we're a small business very bootstrapped my wife and I have cleaned out our savings accounts to, to to get this place up and running and going. So, and with lots of help from family too. So, it, just having other people kind of behind us pushing it, it it really helps to motivate me. That's for sure. And I feel like I'm beholden to them, and I owe I owe them something, and that that helps amp me up, get me going. So, you at the time in early 2020. When did you actually open? What was the date? Because I think you just had your third anniversary, right? We just had our third anniversary for the Round Lake Beach Tap Room. So that was January 28th, 27th. So just a couple weeks ago. And we had a big blues party. It was a lot of fun. And we will... We will be one year in Fox Lake from the tap room opening on July 1st. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's been open longer than I thought mm-hmm. it had been. Yeah. So that's yeah. Good. It, it was kind of a soft an, opening, a soft opening yeah. that okay. lasted about three months. Yeah, right. <laughs> because uh, the, the progress for the build-out went so yeah. dreadfully slow with yeah, that old okay. building. Yeah. yeah. So um, back then, you were actually not full-time doing your brewery you had another job right yeah yeah so i i I came i come from the elevator business so i was uh uh recently uh in the elevator business and uh departed that business uh, back in uh early part of november to focus full-time on on these two breweries and uh really uh getting the service quality levels up to where we want them and getting keeping the beer quality up where we want it and um starting to actually work on doing some distribution. So basically, you've gone up in the world. Oh! Thank you. <laughs> I knew Never I had to, I knew I had to tell that one. Yeah, yep. yeah and, that's, ah! and that's actually a very good point because I know people who will, you know, they'll hedge their bets a little bit, but 
you're never going to do it properly unless you do it full time. And it seems like you, you're, you know, you're a case in point here. So when did you come on, Rob? I came on probably around about a year and a half ago now. But yeah, a little yeah. over Because yeah. he, he called me up one day and said, hey, my bingo guy isn't showing up. Can you come and call bingo? I'm like, I'm loud? Yeah, I could do that. Sure. And he goes, I'll pay you in beer. I'm like, I get to yell at people and drink beer? Sure, why not? Okay. So I started doing that, and then it was shortly after that that Josh had injured his back, and he didn't have anyone to help him brew. And he said, hey, you still know how to brew? I'm like, well, yeah, because I used to home brew. And he goes, I need help lifting the grain bags. And they're 50, 60-pound bags. Yeah, right. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. I've never brewed on a big system before, though, so you're going to have to kind of walk me through some of this stuff. So then the first beer he made me do was the Galaxy 503, one of our, our, our standards. Which I have and, tasted, actually, yes. yes. And it's a fantastic beer. I absolutely love it. It's very grain-heavy. There was with hundreds and hundreds of pounds of grain shoved into that mash tun. And <laughs> after we got done... <laughs> After we got done of nine, ten hours of you know heavy labor and lifting stuff, like sitting, we sat down at the table, had a beer, just sweating, and he goes, "Oh, I got to brew another batch next this week." I go, "What time do you want me here?" He goes, "I didn't scare you off." That's all true. And yeah, and that was it. It was just, it just. Now, now we can't get rid of me. And so. I, I, I think you and I have got something in common, right? We're mm. both expats. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well, you come from where? Nuneaton. Smack dab in the Midlands. Okay. So. And and you support who? Aston Villa. All right. I'm glad it's not Arsenal. Yeah. Like, like my cohort. <laughs> Someday you'll see the light, Phil. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'll see the light when they die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Spurs supporter. We hate Arsenal. Mm. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, you... Uh, and you must have come over at a youngster because yes. you, you don't have an accent. No, that's like well, I've, my I've accent, still got a little bit of an yeah, accent. My yeah. accent does come out if I've had a little too much to drink, so <laughs> it, it does happen. So uh, everyone who's listening, they're talking about the game of soccer. <laughs> oh, and, oh um, there we go. You know, John and I, we, we entertain real sports and have a real rivalry. Wow. I'm a okay. Cubs fan. John is a White Sox fan. So mm. that's that's baseball. And that's mm. where the, the bat is American actually sport. an yeah. American sport where the bat is like okay. a little more round. And how many how many countries in the world play baseball? Oh, the only one that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Japan? <laughs> there's actually a lot of countries that play baseball. They do, yeah, actually. They do. Well, there's the yeah. World Series, which yeah, is own, not Japan, a World Series, because yeah. it's only in America. Right. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. but we have a World Cup, don't yes, we? we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Greatest, most frustrating things to ever watch. <laughs> be in New Jersey, this. Say again? Next, it's going to be in New Jersey. What? The final. What is? The World Cup. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, oh the next World Cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. So everybody will be soccer fans by mm. then. Yeah. Listen, how do you like this light lager, John? I think it's quite delicious. We're a very quaffable brew for this time of the day. You're right. It, you hit it at right around noontime. And, oh, uh, I thought you meant it was 8 a.m. or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not on yeah. vacation, yeah. Phil. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. This type of beer, when it's done well, is a fantastic beer to start off having a couple of if you're really thirsty you can knock this down you know? and and yeah. to be clear with everyone it's not a true pilsner it is actually a, an ale and we're we're brewing it with kvike yeast from omega oh right so we're we're going for the whole pilsner thing but it is an ale and it, it it's super yeast, super right? light yeah it's yeah. an ale yeast yeah and it it drinks it drinks like a pilsner it looks like a pilsner
Pilsner. The only thing is that it's top fermented. So, But that Kvike yeast is excellent stuff, and we were developing this recipe when that was getting rolled out. So it was really like, hey, let's try it out. And we love the beer so much that we never changed it actual lager yeast. So, And it works fine. And with that Kvike yeast... You can turn it around pretty quickly. Yes, we can. Yeah, Yeah. and that that was definitely something that we were thinking about at the time because, you know, our system is a five-barrel system, and with Fox Lake, what we intend or what we think will be a very intense summer, we're going to need a lot of that beer, and we're going to have to turn it around pretty quickly. So Kvike Yeast was the answer to that that question, how to to get it faster, uh, uh, more beer faster off of our small system. But maintain the quality. But maintain the high quality, and it it was Kvike East. And this this is a great quality beer. Well, I'm Speaking of beers, I want to try another one because I've only had two or three of yours in cans really Mm. early days. So I want to see how they've changed a little bit. We'll be back in just a second. And I want to talk a little bit about where the name comes from. Right, we're back after that uh, break, and you have poured now a beer that we requested because it's it's February, and very soon it's going to be March, and March, of course, is St. Patrick's Day uh, shenanigans that go on, and you have brewed a Irish red. So tell us what the name of this is and all about it. You are sipping on Eagle Fang, which uh, gets its name from, uh, you know, Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, the whole series came back, and it was oh, okay. And it, it, what was it called on there? Cobra Kai. Yeah, Cobra, yeah, Cobra Kai. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And at one point, Johnny breaks off and makes his own his own dojo and calls it Eagle Fang. And I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. So, you know, we wanted to make a beer really that you know could bite like an eagle. So we we did, and this beer's got some lovely bite to it. It's it's kind of a hoppy red. It's it's an Irish red ale that drinks nicely and. We brewed it a little early this year, but that's because we were lacking a red. So now we have a red, and we're ready to go for for St. Patrick's Day. It has a delightful malty aroma, Mm -hmm. and then... Yeah, it said it has a bite, which, has a touch which of a is bite. really nice. Yeah, yeah. And it's not as, so. I know you guys are brewed with Riverlands. Yeah, you did a stout with them, and they do a hoppy red ale at Christmas time. It's really hoppy. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. it's got a real bite to it. I think I've had but that it, one before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember the name of it off the top. Yeah, uh, well, it originally was Hoppy Grinchmas. I think he just tempt it down a little bit this year. But anyway, this is one step lower. And more in the Irish red area. Yeah, we we were really going for more traditional Irish red with the with the maltiness, and we just wanted to get a little bit of a hop character in the flavor uh, for this one. John, what do you think? Oh, it's a delightful beer. It's it's not my personal favorite style. We're one of them, but it's but it's a very drinkable beer, and I really like this one. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a big red fan, but. You know, uh, there's a couple of them that come out in in you know, that March time frame, which are really, really good. So, this is good. The style, like the style is extremely popular with our patrons, and 
what we found out is that if we don't have a red on, we get hmm. people in here that are upset with us. Yeah. So we we have made the determination that we will always just have a red on of some sort. But we always like to brew different stuff and kind of mix it up. Right. So we have our Amber Lager. We have our Oktoberfest. We have our Irish Red. And then we kind of like adjacent, <laughs> we work in our, our Kentucky Common, mm. which is really not a red. It's really more of a it's more like of a brown, English really. bitter yeah, or it's brown. Cool. brown. The nice thing about is it's a small enough beer that we can brew 10 barrels of it pretty pretty, pretty easily. Quickly, yeah. 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 So I was going to ask you, I said in the last segment about the name, Black Lung Brewing. I mean, if somebody was going to be driving past and go, wow, that's a hell of a name for a brewery, yeah. where does that all come from? Well, it is a, a good, long story. Um, We've got at, time. At the end, <laughs> my family is from West Virginia and Kentucky. And we do have some miners in, in, in the family, previous generations. Coal, um, coal miners, coal not miners. just young people. That's yeah, right. Yeah, okay. that's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that British humor just pouring out today. Uh, you beat me to that one. You really did. <laughs> Rob, just about Rob, to get... Rob is visibly upset that yeah. he didn't get to say that uh, joke. So Grandpa was a coal miner after, after World War II. You know, he, was, he was in Germany, and then he came back, and, and then he was a coal miner. And really against his dad's wishes. And he didn't. his dad didn't want any of his boys working in the mines. He was a preacher. And that's pretty much all you could do down there back then. You either were a preacher or you worked in the mines. And uh, Grandpa went to work in the mines. <clears throat> As the story goes, one, one day in particular, he heard a crack above his head. And he threw his shovel and ran out of the shaft that he was in. And, and the whole thing caved in. And he said he, he went back in, his there was his shovel was under a pile of rock, and his foreman came down and said, here's another shovel, Willie, get back to work. And, and Grandpa just said, no, nope, that's enough for me. And he made the decision not to, not to work there anymore. Well, you had very limited options back then. You, you, you weren't going to work in the mine. You had to find something else to do. And his sisters happened to be visiting back down in Kentucky, and they had already moved up to this area, to North Chicago. And they convinced them to move up here. They said, hey, you know, Willie, there's work up north, and they have safety guys and stuff like that in these factories, and you could work up there and not have to have a, a roof a roof cave in on you. So, so Grandpa did move up here, and he got a job at Outboard Marine Corps down on the lakefront in Waukegan. And he worked there for 30 years, and, and he would build homes in the in his time off work. He'd build homes, and he had a family. He met my grandmother, who was from Chapmanville, West Virginia. He met her at the Genesee Theater in downtown Waukegan. Oh, yeah. 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 So that part of the story always clicked with me. It was like, man, that's amazing. Like, he was from R.J., Kentucky, and Grandma was from Chapmanville, West Virginia. They're just over the border from each other, really. And they met at the Genesee Theater in Waukegan, Illinois. What are the odds? You know, it's just crazy. Grandpa Grandpa would tell us that story uh, when we were little, and it, it always stuck in my head. So, like, at some point, I told my wife that story. And uh, she's cleaning one day, and I'm kind of still working at the elevator company thinking, hey, you know, I don't know what to name this brewery. I'm going to start a brewery. We're going to name it Grubs Brewing or something like that. It doesn't really hit home with anybody. It doesn't connect. There's no story to just giving it my name. We're going to name it, at the time, we, we still live in Gray's Lake. I was thinking Gray's Lake Brewing or Round Lake Beach Brewing or Route 83 or whatever. And you think of all these different names, just like that. nothing really connected with me. And I, 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 wanted, I did want there to be a story to our name and, and something to talk about, a conversation piece. So 
one day my wife just calls me and she's like, hey, I just heard this song on the radio. I was cleaning and it's called Black Lung Heartache. It's Joe Bonamassa. It's a beautiful song. You got to check it out. I think it's the name of the brewery. And and I listened to that song and I, I was amazed that I had never heard it before because I'm a fan of Joe Bonamassa. And he he just created this really gripping bluegrass blues kind of hybrid song that just hits at the heart of coal country and says i got to make a decision to either pay my mortgage or possibly go work down in that mine and, and die and my grandpa had to make that same damn decision and he ended up picking choice number three and moving and moving up here and something that i learned that we've learned since naming the brewery this is that's not just a josh grubbs family story that is an American story. Mm-hmm. There's a huge migration that happened from Appalachia to Detroit and to Chicago to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, people going to work for the car companies, for Ford, Chevy, mm-hmm. for Outboard Marine Corps, for AMC. And I know because I've heard the story since we've opened and, and people have come in and said, you know, my family came from down there too. And uh, they would tell me a similar story of someone who either got black lung or uh, was sick and decided to get out of it or also had something happen to them and they moved, They decided to get out of it and move up, up north. It, it's a huge story, and it's, a, it's, an American, it's an American tale is what it is. That's a really interesting story. And, of course, black lung is obtained by inhaling the coal dust, right? Correct. Yeah. And so yeah. it basically clogs up your, your lungs. Yeah. Um, did anybody in your family succumb to that? No, fortunately, Grandpa did not, and, and no one in my family that I know of did. I, I did have a lot of family uh, work in the mines down there, so my grandma's brothers all uh, were truck drivers for the, for the coal mining operations, and some of them worked in the mines, and they were all kind of adjacent to the mining operations, but to my knowledge, none of them got uh, got black lung. But you know, it, it's it's less the the actual disease being a, a an affliction in a, in my family, and more the story of the song. Right, that, that right. is why we went with it. Now you mentioned a guy called what was it, Joe Bonamassa? Joe Bonamassa. Bonamassa. Yeah. Now I looked him up the last time we yep. spoke. Uh, yeah, three years I think ago. you actually found the song. And, then, and, and I found it, the yeah. song on yeah. there. We'll, we'll play that again in, in the next break, I think. But he's like a like a bluegrass slash blues. He's a blues. Joe Bonamassa is, I think, this is still true. The, the highest paid blues musician in the world right now. Really? And and he he was a prodigy as a child. You can find video of him as a nine, ten year old kid. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's like in his fifties, I think. Oh wow. And and he okay. is he's a he's a masterful musician. There's nobody like him in the world. Wow, that's really cool. I know you do music here in the in the brewery. Do you have bluegrass? So you should have him come down. Funny you should send ask. It, send, yeah. send him an email. So the, could the, afford him, we'd ask It's a funny him. story. Um, so there's people, uh, patrons, that know uh, of our backstory, and they know of our love of Joe Bonamassa and, and that song in particular. And uh, Joe does a cruise every year, and he plays live on the cruise and has, um, and people pay to go and, and do it. And I've had patrons bring us, like, bobbleheads of joe from the from the cruise and post a poster of joe from the cruise signed by joe and signed by the band and everybody and a bunch of people on the cruise and where does he uh, cruise 
it, it's a it's a boat cruise like oh, in, in the Caribbean. Oh, Caribbean. Oh, oh, Caribbean. I think okay. it's the Caribbean. It's the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, the Caribbean. So. <laughs> You guys, you guys created the, the language, but but we, but, but we perfected we, it. Oh, there we go. I tell you what, you I did, like John. You, you, you did cut out a lot of the extra letters. Yeah, <laughs> it does True. save us time. There's so anyway, many U's yeah. just hanging so, out there. And so he does a, he does a cruise, and yeah. and so people go on that. Yeah, it's, well. a, it's a fun thing that he does. I think. Well, and here's a thought: maybe you could do something for a black lung charity, and maybe he'd come along. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And I mean, we would you come down and sing for us? We're going to donate all our profits to Black Lung. We we do work with the American Lung Association on some different stuff, okay. but I have touched base with the the Black Lung Coalition, and we just haven't been able to connect on on an event. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we, we're, we'll keep working on it. Well, that's truly an interesting story. That that I don't. I think that's a unique story for any brewery out there in the Illinois area. I don't think anybody's got a story like that. And I guess you know, I'm just going to raise my Irish glass uh, to you and say "Flante" to that. And let's let's hope everybody keeps Black Lung out now. Um, Funny side note to all that is: wait a minute, there's a funny side note to Black Lung disease. Okay, so (laughs) there's there's been (laughs) numerous times where we've done like uh, event like uh, beer fest or even people. Come in here, yeah. and they get angry at us they do. for yeah. our name. Yeah. And then we have the the story all printed out that's up on the wall oh, right. here, okay. and uh, it's over on, on Fox Lights wall. But we also have the thing, and they're like, "Do you know what this is?" Yes, we do. And then we hand them. I go, "Please read that." I'll be back, and I'll I'll have a beer for you. <laughs> and they come back, and they're like, "I didn't know." It's all it's all like yeah. So yeah, yeah, we're definitely not trying to glorify it. No, no absolutely. I think no. I think if nothing else, our our intention was that. Uh, my intention with uh, using the name was that I'd get to tell Grandpa's story a lot, yeah, and, yeah. and it would connect us to to people who who have similar family stories, you know. And then we've really kind of branched off of that and used that as a basis for like a lot of things we do in the brewery. So a lot of our beer names are family stories now. Mm-hmm. So stories that people Galaxy Five Hundred Three is a family or friend story, and. Yeah, certain so, so hold Mr. on. Then. Mr. Willie is a is a story. Yeah, you know. So so Galaxy Five Hundred Three is your hazy. Yes. So what's the story behind that? I okay. love I love beer name stories. Okay. So and I I will say that we kind of dabble with musically based names also. But um, isn't there another pro- brewery that does that? Yes, there is. Uh, well, you know, a song is what I gave know. us our name. Yeah, so yeah. we we kind of feel like we skirt the yeah. the territory between yeah. family stories and music. So yeah, that's um, cool. So with Galaxy Five Hundred Three, that was a pal of mine. He was the taproom manager at Zoom Beer, which is where we got our start, where we brewed and distributed from back in two thousand twenty twenty nineteen twenty nineteen yeah okay twenty nineteen. And that yeah. was that was Larry Larry, Larry Bloom. Bloom, yep. Yeah, Larry yeah. Bloom. Yeah, one of one Cheers, of his. Larry. Yeah, Larry is an amazing friend. Yeah, yeah good great guy. Dude. Good guy. We did actually go up there and do yeah. a podcast with him. Yeah, you. I, I listened to that yeah. podcast. Yeah, That's the good. first time I learned of you. Yeah, was that cool. podcast? Great. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, it wasn't Larry. It was his taproom manager, yep. and and we I had I had a chat with the guy. I came in one day, and I was just like feeling maybe a little silly or whatever, and I just said, "Hey, man, I'm going to name all my beers based on family stories. So, give me a story." And he's like, "I don't have one." And I said, "All right, well, think of a story. I'm going to go brew, and I'm going to come back in here and talk to you." And he's, I'm brewing, and hours later, and comes up to me. He's like, "I got one for you." And I, I'm like, "You got what? What do you got?" And he's like, I got one for you. I said, tell me what you got. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I got a story for you. I'm like, 
oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so uh, he goes on to tell me this long story about his dad, and when his dad was a kid, he he was out joyriding around with his with his buddy one night, and, and they were going to some parties and having a good time, and. And then his buddy kind of leans over to him while they're driving and says, Hey, you got to help me ditch the car. And he goes, What do you mean, ditch the car? And he's like, Yeah, it's not my car. I stole it. And he's oh. like, Oh. <laughs> he goes, Oh, no. So the, the question is, like, do you help your friend ditch the car? Or do you, like, say, Hey, dude, let me out of this car. I got to go. So that's where we kind of came up with the name was uh, Galaxy was the car for Galaxy. Yep, yep. That's how we spell it. And 503 is uh, code 503. I looked this up. Is a stolen car. Oh, oh, and, and and we just went all in with the Galaxy hops. It's it's not all Galaxy. It's New Zealand and Australian hops. So it's Galaxy, Motueka, and New Z- and holy cow, I'm having a brain. Fire. Holy cow hops. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow hops. <laughs> Nelson Sauvignon. Nelson, Nelson yeah. Sauvignon. Yeah, Nelson Sauvignon. And, and those New Zealand hops was the reason that. I really thought that it was a quite a tasty hazy because I'm not a big hazy guy. Yeah. As most people will know. <laughs> yeah, well, but that, that was tasty. Okay. It's got some vanilla. We call it beer training wheels, but mm. uh, we love that beer. And it's it's really, it's been a, it, I, I the tr- beer's been an icon for us. It's mm. been like, a, it's been the, the light on the front of the train just leading us down the track. Like it, people come here for it and we always try to have it or one of its sister beers on at all times, which is. You know, Mr. Willie is a sister beer, and we've got okay, some other so ones. Go, We're go, almost out of that. Go to oh, Mr. Willie. So the name yeah. of the beer is, what is it? Mr. Willie is the sub for the day? No, Mr. Willie sub for a day. Uh, sub yeah. for a day. Another so family must, story. Must That's have a, something to do yeah. with teaching. Yeah. Yeah, well, sort of. <laughs> My grandpa was a bit of a jokester, you know, so <laughs> he would say some ridiculous stuff sometimes. And believe it or not, being from from that part of Kentucky and, and a World War II vet, and I'm sure he heard some some funny stuff over the years, but um, I don't remember exactly what was going on, but anytime I was a kid or if I complained about anything or going to school, I didn't want to go or whatnot, Grandpa Grandpa would say, ah, you don't got to go to school anyway. I only went to school one day in my life, and the teacher wasn't there, so I had to teach. <laughs> so, uh, he, uh, you know, it was being silly. He was like, I guess he was probably saying, like, look, you could be like me. <laughs> so, so was his name Mr. Willie? My grandpa's name was Bill, William. And, oh, okay. And when he passed, you know, we collected all of his things, and, you know, he's, he's, he's been gone for a while now. But he his birth certificate from from Kentucky, it actually said Willie, and it was oh. spelled W-I-L-Y. Oh. And that, that's how they spelled his name on his birth certificate. So which, that was which we have pronounced as Wiley. Wiley. So, yeah, I guess you're so, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I but they, they called him Willie. They called him Willie back then and you know, he he always went by William or Bill uh, uh, as, as in my life. Yeah. But that was kind of the the name of the the beer it was uh, Willie, Mr. Willie sub for a day, so, just a substitute teacher for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, these are awesome beer names. I got to yeah. tell you, they're really yeah, it's good. just fun. It was a reach. Yeah, yeah. So finally, I just touch back to Zumbia because mm-hmm. now Zumbia is closed at the yep. end of the mm-hmm. year. Unfortunately, but how did you feel when uh, Larry, uh, you know, announced that he was going to be closing? Because obviously, you uh, it was a big connection. It's, a, yeah. it's uh, the closing of an institution for me. I mean, yeah. that, that was a place where I learned a lot. And I learned a lot about beer, and I also learned a lot about business. 
from Larry. Um, for, uh, learned a lot about this business from Larry, and um, he he's a friend, so I, I know how much he loves it. And I was really kind of brokenhearted for him. I'm right there with you. I, I was like previously last year. He'd sent out a on Facebook. He sent out a thing saying, "Hey, we're kind of having trouble. If everybody could come in and just have a beer, that'd be great." And like we immediately yeah. like we're going. Uh, everybody, everybody who's not yeah. working, we're going. Yeah. yeah. So we we all went, and like it was it was a great time. And then you know would regularly go back. And then when he announced that, I. I I was, I was I was sitting at home and I immediately said, "Like, did you see this? Yeah. Did you see this? Yeah. This is terrible." It's he was terrible. Ho- he was open for a long time. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. He, he he was right around ten years or close yeah. to ten years. Um, you know, right. I've, I've still got Lauren's and Lawrence, comrades yeah. from over the years, like in my cooler that are in my my beer fridge. So I mean, I I'm a I was a huge fan before I got to be a, a huge friend. And yeah. You know, it's really sad, but, you know, there's some solace in that uh, Larry's not going anywhere. He's healthy, as far as I know, and he's going to be around, and he's, you know, we invited him to come out here and basically do anything he wants, so I think... I think we're going to brew some beers together, and we're nice. going to brew some of his stuff, and uh, we're going to keep it around so that uh, you know people can can get the pop. They're all popular, but we'll keep some of them around yeah. <laughs> so that we can. Well, all, I mean, know, it, stay connected and stay yeah. tied to yeah. to what Zoom Beer throw, did. Yeah, throw his labels on it and just add our little thing, brewed act. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Well, I think it's time to raise our nearly empty glass. Oh, boy. oh, oh there's one going over. You all know, right. there's cut, one in yeah, every crowd. John, he's not, he's not to, getting no, though. John, there's an easy way to finish your beer and yeah, it's, it's like down your throat and not on the table all right so we'll raise our glasses here to uh larry bloom to grandpa willie that's right and all the stories are from it cheers, cheers. all right we'll be back in a second with a question actually from mr kowalski Okay, a beer in front of us is of the hazy variety, and of course, uh, listeners to this will know how much I like hazies, but this one is a little different. This one is your Caduceus, I think I pronounced that right. Correct. Yep. yep. Um, you got it right the first try. Okay. Right. And this was one that I had about three years ago in a can. This is fresh on tap, Yep. and it is a specific type of hazy. It's it's a wine hazy. We, we Tell call, us a story. We call it a wine <laughs> I, I made the word up, but it's a wine IPA. Okay. So it's a wine up and I don't think I made it up. Somebody else made Somebody it up. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. We're yeah, going with it. Pretty sure maybe someone else made it up. But yeah. anyway, it's a wine up It's a hazy wine up and we brew it with, with Kavike yeast, mm-hmm. and it's it's 30% Cabernet Sauvignon Blanc wine juice. So it, it does ferment with the with the wort when we ferment mm-hmm. the beer out. And then we use, like, some very wine-like hops in it, too, Savinon Blanc and Huel Melon. So it has, like, no. some, like, encouraging that whole wine grape must kind of flavor and aroma. The Nelson Sauvignon, right? The yes. New Zealand. The, what did okay. I say? Yeah, 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 yeah sorry. Right. Nelson Sauvignon oh, yeah. and... Sauvignon, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Nelson Sauvignon and, and Huel Melon. That's what we yeah. use. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
And I tasted this and I said, yeah, this is definitely a hazy. It's got that juicy. Boy, that's drinking nice right now. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's got, a, it's got, a, it's got yeah. a very juicy um, aspect to it. Um, but it's not bitter at the end and it doesn't taste like juice and i think mm-hmm. that's probably the combination of the wine right and and, and the and, beer notes and, and everything exactly. going on in it and it it makes it in my opinion a very smooth summer drink mm-hmm. i like this i could sit you know in the sunshine sipping one of these quite easily very nice beer and i think it's improved definitely over the three years when you oh. had it first off. You, you know. know, we did some things to this recipe. We dialed it down a touch because I think in the past it was coming, checking in around 8%. We've brought it down into that 6% range. And it's it has a little more residual sweetness to it now, too. And that's just a, a function of our, our mashing a little hotter so that we uh, can main, maintain those uh, long-chain triglycerides and keep it a little bit uh, sweeter uh, on the palate. So it's uh, got a nice balance to it. I think it's very light. Now, John, you like hazes, I know. Um, what do you rank on this one? I, I like it a lot because, uh, to me, it has it's not just the fruit up front. It, it, it has a complexity that I, that I like. It has, it has some depth to it that uh, makes it a uh, very delightful uh, beer. Yeah. The it, it is. It's just a very nice I think this is this has really refined itself into a delicious type of beer. It, it's a taproom favorite too. A lot of our a lot of our regulars w- were kind of pushing us to brew this again. Mm. And I will be honest, I, I took a year off from brewing it just because of all that's involved in it. You know, we gotta procure the wine juice and it, it's a little bit of a tricky fermentation and then uh, it, it tended to sit a little bit the first time we uh, the first time we did it here at the tap room. So this time around, we had we had some patrons kind of pushing us to brew it, so we did, and, and it's going really nice. So, John, you have a question that you've been dying to ask here. So, hang on, let me put the mic over to you. Well, Phil, you know we have frequented quite a few tap rooms in our time, and uh, since we are somewhat close to the Fox Fox River. And, and the Fox River runs from Wisconsin to to Ken's. Fox Republic in Yorkville. Indeed. But here at Black Lung, I, I just noticed that they have some gaming devices, and they got a Pac-Man and a pinball, and, and those things are not really things that a lot of the tap rooms utilize and i'm curious as to why you decided to go in that direction i love the question <laughs> something that i brought up to um other entities in illinois that kind of report on craft beer and I, I just said like breweries in illinois in many ways have had to become like entertainment hubs and we're not just brewing beer anymore and drawing customers in with our our wonderful product un- unfortunately We've had to grow and develop as businesses, and we've had to learn how to entertain people and how to feed them and how to draw them back and keep them coming back. So some things that we learned uh, during our business planning and things like that was that people want something to do while they're drinking. They want the ability to eat. They, they, they love learning about beer, but maybe not every second of every minute, every hour that they're here. So... Our regulars will come in, they'll have a beer, and they'll play some Metallica pinball, 
or some Pac-Man for a while, and then they'll sit down and have another beer, and then they'll go on back and play the foosball table, which is free. And, you know, we get very few of our regular craft beer drinkers are into the gaming machines that are gambling. That's a different kind of crowd. But I've seen them come in to play our game, gaming games and then start with a long light. And then, all right, what else do you think I'll like? And then our guys will talk to them and say, maybe you'll like this caduceus. You know, it's not overly bitter. It's got some sweetness to it. You might like that. And then they love it. And then they're like, well, what else do you think I'll like? And now they're craft beer drinkers, too. So it's kind of a cool evolution that happens. And they never would have come in if we didn't have the gaming. So it's a nice, it's a nice uh, path for growth for us. And the gaming does bring in a little bit of money. I won't say it brings in a lot because it doesn't bring in a lot. We're not a gaming salon. We're not a gaming place. So we just have them here for our customers if they want them. And then we get some new customers because of them. But we're not a gaming place. We're not open early. We don't stay open late. You know, we're still taproom hours. And that's why we don't do as good as maybe some gaming parlors and stuff like that. But it adds to the bottom line. And it's interesting that you have addressed that side of the consumer's um, experience, shall we call it. How have you noticed over the last three years that the consumer palettes have either changed or have gone in a different direction? And where do you think the industry is headed in 2024? Well, I I can certainly talk to this because it's something that I go to bed at night thinking about and wake up in the morning thinking about because (laughs) my entire brew schedule is based off of this Mm. this question here right there you go i think a lot of people are on the same journey that i was on and i think that we all as humans are very similar in our palate growth when it comes to beer and we all kind of started with the macros and drinking those for many years and it's at some point around 10 years ago or 15 craft beer got huge and a big swath of the population started trying it out and it it went from ipa for many years to barrel aged stout and then somewhere in there the sours played in and then it it came kind of back to something sweeter and less abrasive which is the hazies hazies kind of took over for a few a couple of years here a few years and in all truthfulness for myself, I'm, I'm back to West Coast IPA. As much as I love Pilsner in nice, light, light lager, this last couple of weeks, I've really only been drinking our, our, our California songs mm-hmm. when I'm here at the tap room. So, mm-hmm. But for brewers, it's light lager. Yeah. I think you can plainly say for brewers, it's light lager. Um, as much as we uh, wish that the public would go there, they're behind. Their taste buds are a little bit behind ours. I'd say about a year behind. A year ours. behind. So, um, and and there's always new people coming in and always new people growing. So, um, you really have to have all the beers on draft all the time. Um, so, so what you're saying is you think that most people in the brewing industry like to drink ongoing a light log yes. because it's. Currently, it, it's it's crisp currently. and, yeah. and yeah. crushable, and crushable. they can okay. drink a few. They can drink them and not be drunk, mm-hmm. and 
they're 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 fun and I, I, they're but, they're just not a, they're not intrusive or abrasive right. or. But what know. about the general public? I mean, the, con- the the craft beer consumer. I mean, I've been drinking beer for forty odd years, well, more than that. And what what do you drink when you're sitting at home? Yeah. Well, interesting question. I like to try a whole different variety of mm. beers. Right, very eclectic. Now, I will steer away from. I like sours, but. I can only really have one sour because right. the same. then, then my two. head gets yeah. a bit funky. Mm. Yeah. Hazes. I will, I will not usually buy hazes at home. What I do like are, are lagers styles, mm-hmm. and I like classic the classics. Styles. I classic like style. the German lagers. I mm-hmm. think if you ask me what's my favorite well, style of beers, I would probably go with Belgians. Mm. And I well, have that's a, new. What Belgians? We don't get anybody saying that. Yeah, that's oh, wild. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's yeah. Our that's tap just room. Me. I I, I love Bel- I, I love Belgians, <laughs> and I have a quad on. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. We have some people that love the Belgian. Yeah. Not many though. I want to ask a question of Rob. Mm. In so much as I don't know if you, how old were you when you came over here? Uh, I was really young. I was oh, about okay. two or three. So you but, weren't you weren't drinking? But I, yeah, <laughs> not at the time. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, milk maybe. Yeah, milk. You know, well, and I'll my dad what, when though, I was young, he always, f- always sneak. You, know, you get a few pops in him though. The, mm. the, the the old English accent comes yeah, right it back. Does come out. So <laughs> so <clears throat> you know, I mm. I always go back to mm-hmm. enjoying a really nice mm. English bitter. Yes. Okay. Now I've yet to find Lovely. anywhere that can reproduce something like um, my favorite brewery, Harvey's Brewery, Sussex Ale. Yes. Okay. I found that, that we have in art history brewing down in Geneva, we have Dithering Bitter, yes. which is a Yorkshire bitter. Very nice. They have mm-hmm. a, a hand pool mm. that they can dispense it from, and yeah. it comes out really nice. Those type of somewhat tasty, light mm-hmm. malty, not mm-hmm. too hoppy, drinkable, milds. But then, well, we well, are. Yeah, I am I'm, eager for you to get to yeah, our new porter then. Okay. Yeah, well. yeah, I'm. I'm right there with you. I'm. You know, my British. You know, my my British roots is. I'm. I love malty beers. That's 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 my go-to. So like the the. The, the Irish Fang, the Eagle Fang, the Irish that we just yep. had. And then when Josh said, hey, we're going to brew a beer for you, what do you like? I'm like, well, you know me. I like my malty stuff, but we already have an Oktoberfest, which, you know, the Marzins are probably my top style of but, beers. But that that's yeah. a German Yeah, I get classic. that. I get yeah, that. I'm, I'm, classic, yeah. I'm switching gears. How about an ESP? Yeah. He's getting yeah. there. I'm getting there. I just, oh, okay. I just, it's just roundabout sort of way. <laughs> So I said, but and, and, I, we're, and we're very familiar with yeah. roundabouts. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> See, he gets it. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, I would love a traditional English porter, and you, and like I described what I wanted, and he goes, "All right, all right, I'll come back with that." And then like it was like I think it was like two weeks later. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two weeks later, he puts the recipe down in front of me, and I went, "Oh, yeah." Oh, mate, I need to be alone. So then uh, we we brewed it, which, and honestly, that one was a lot of fun to brew. Uh, and then we tasted it, like, when, while it was still in the tank. So we have this thing um, here at Black Lung, and when we do, like, remote events, called the Black Lung Face. And I can describe it as, like, if someone who has never had our beers before, mm-hmm. they will get a beer from us, and they will sit there, and they will kind of make eye contact with us when they drink it. And then when they taste it, 
They all make this exact same face. Their eyes like kind of like a really wide. Their draw, jaw kind of drops without actually opening because they still have the the mouth full of beer. And it, it like you, your listeners are not going to hear this, but or see this, but like I'll do a, demonstrate it for you so you guys can see it. It's this very so, English looking. Yeah, face. it's just like their <laughs> eyes pop out like a like a cartoon, and they they make this noise every single time. So like anytime we do a remote, we start. Tallying off, like how many black lung faces did we see? I'm going to so, assume that's a good. Oh, it's a it's a fantastic thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's ne- it's never up. Yeah. Rob, Rob, Rob definitely pays attention to that to that face more than I do. And it's um, so because I find it immensely funny. I, 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 I like, really I like to do. chat it with just, them after they drink it just yeah. to kind of get, yeah. get get points from them or get yeah. I, I, yeah. you know thoughts and, yeah. and tallies and stuff like that. Yeah, but, like uh, there's there was uh, we did. Um, we did a, a beer fest down in Chicago called Beer Under Glass, yep. and it was at uh, the Chicago Metro Station. And after a while, we stopped keeping count, and then that was so enough. It's the little th- the little victories, you yeah. know, sometimes yeah. that keep us so going, and, and that's so, a lot of fun. So, which which of the mm. when you when you do festivals and people mm. taste your beers for the first time, which is the most popular beer that they like? When it comes to beer fests, yeah. it's generally more like our bigger, our bigger, stuff. yeah, like the, the hoppier stuff or like the more galaxy stuff. or riot um, rye or max headroom. Yeah, yeah, we generally always bring like a one of our bur- our barrel aged stuff when we do those, and we always say, "Hey, at this time, we're going to be opening these bottles." Yeah. And when we were at Great Taste of the Midwest, yeah. we had numerous people. I'm here for the barrel aged. That's, a it's a line twenty people deep. All right. Well, I tell you what, it went yeah. fast. I, I want to take a no. really quick break, and you can stop dicking around and go and get that damn English beer. That's the one we want to try. Well, yeah, I'm, out, I'm out of beverage, so oh, right. yeah, okay. we definitely yeah. have to take a break. So cut. And for those people who wondered why I was playing heavy metal in that break, that was the band Roth. W-R-A-T-H. Is that Wrath or Roth? I think it's Wrath. We said Wrath. Wrath. And that is your band, Rob, It is right? my band, yes. And I, t- uh, tell us how long you've been playing in the band. I've been in the band now 15 years. When the original guitarist Mike retired, I was in a different band that I played many shows with them. And they said, hey... Since you guys are pretty much done, do you want to come and play? I said, yeah, sure, and it's been ever since. Wrath has been around for 30, 40 years now. Yeah, they started in the early 80s. We used to have videos on MTV when that was still a thing. It's a Chicago staple. Yeah, yeah. So, And then we've toured all around the United States about almost 10 years ago. We did a, Euro- a full European tour, which was absolutely amazing. And uh, we did not get back to the U.K., though. I was very upset about that. So because well, we're the, not we're not in Europe. No, I know not, not anymore. anymore. <laughs> not, well, at the time, at the time we were. Yeah, right. So, but uh, yeah. So yeah. In fact, we have uh, a couple shows coming up. One of them is way up north in this this town called Woodruff. I can never say it's that. a brewery, right? No, uh, there is a brewery up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, Wood, Woodruff yeah, is yeah. what you put into a Berlin of right, Ice yeah. in Germany. Yeah, Woodruff is, is one of the flavors. Really? You do, that's, that's like the middle flavor. I have, I have, I have learned have, something today. That's, that's amazing. That's Woodruff syrup. They'll do like Wood, Woodruff raspberry. Is that uh, one? Raspberry oh. syrup. Yeah. Woodruff yeah. and raspberry. I yeah, have Woodruff too. growing in my garden, yeah. and you're not supposed to eat 
it's it's the root, but you mm-hmm. have to be very careful because woodruff is poisonous. Oh, but, wonderful! But it's a nice syrup. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. okay, you're yeah. in the band, yes. and so you haven't toured UK, but what? We have brings us back to here yes. is your English porter. In That's correct. Noon porter. Yes. You've, so, been, you've been lording all the time. Yes, so we I have. have I, I've been I've been teasing you yeah. all day with this. So one. let me tell you, it's a, it's a muddy brown, which is okay. I mean, I'm not worried about the color particularly. It's more the flavor mm, and the taste. Yeah. If I was worried about the the clar- clarity of a beer, I wouldn't drink hazies. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is well, I wouldn't say it's. Over, over toasty. No. Roasty. It's got some toasty notes it's to good. it. Yeah, it's got mm-hmm. some toasty yeah. notes mm-hmm. to it. A little bit of chocolate in there as well. It's very light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of chocolate. But I like the finish, which is yeah. quite dry. Yeah, quite that's, dry. and that's exactly that's, what I told him yeah. when uh, we were discussing this. I'm like, yeah. I want something to finish dry, but not too dry, but mm-hmm. not wet. You know, I, I did one of those things where I just like, it's not, he was like, you, are you going to ever make up your mind? I'm like, I want it to finish kind of dry. And he went, fine, no problem. Easy he enough. It, yeah. yeah, he yeah. came up with a recipe, and I was just... I was, and, I was and John, I know you like in a good English porter. What do you think of this one? I, I think it's really good. Uh, it's, it's, you know how I feel about the roasty toasty thing mm. uh, now and then. I don't. We don't are, are yeah, you, we you don't, like yeah, toasty? We don't, yeah, yeah, let me hear. I do not. You do not like toasty? I do not. Mm. That's, okay. That's Bill and I have discussions about See, I, I, I get where you're at, because I'm not a big fan of smoke or Roush beer. So that's not that's for me. That's not my thing. So I can understand someone saying they don't like toast. I, I think it's different though. It's not yeah. it's not like a smoke. It's more of a like a toasted kind of caramel yeah. flavor. And I I actually kind of enjoy that. But I get it. Like I like, I actually do like smoke a little better in different beers. Not so much the German. What would you call it? Rausch Rausch beer. But I mean, what's the Sherlenka? And 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 that is like too over the top for me. But I'll agree with but, you on that one. But yeah. like Alaskan porter, mm. smoke porter, I think is really good. Yeah. Well, if you don't like smoke beers, you guys are wusses. <laughs> <laughs> Never That's, been my thing. I, yeah. I I think I had some bacon yeah. beers at Brenner Brewing oh. up in Mil- Milwaukee at way back in the day, mm. and I was like, oh, this is really cool. I can't believe it tastes just like bacon. Wow, this is awesome. And then I got a second one, and I was like, oh, see, that's- oh I don't like this anymore. <laughs> anyway, all this talk about mm. different which incidentally, in. you asked me about what my favorite style was, and I like Belgians. Yeah. And I also, I mean, I absolutely adore Rauch beers. Oh, I, mm, I just love them in any. Great. But this is not smoky at all. No, it's not no. smoky. This is not. No. No. So, no, it's got um, a little toastiness. Let me ask you about your recipes now. Three years ago, I tasted your beers, and they were, I, I think they were perfectly fine, but I knew there was room for improvement. And I think today, you've shown us all these beers that are absolutely tip-top. How have you taken that process of refining your recipes. He is a mad scientist. I'm getting him oh. one of those coats and the big leather gloves and the goggles because seriously, he like there have been times where he's like, I'm going to refine such and such recipe. I'm like, well, we, why? We kind of did a dance with yeah. Mr. Willie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mr. Willie is a beer that I played with a little bit. And You like playing with your Willie? <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. Again, beat I me to the punch. I'll drink to that. You beat me to the punch on that one, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, was cool. that, was, that was quite clever, mate. <laughs> so anyway, carry on. <laughs> jolly good. Jolly good. Yeah, um, as you do. So uh, it was it was a beer that I kind of played with a little bit because we would 
usually mash really high and get it to be like very sweet. And I was like, I really want this beer to dry out a little bit. I, I think it's too sweet. So then I, I turned down the, the mash temp a touch and we rolled a few out and they were a little drier. And <laughs> we, we customers customers yeah. complained. They will know. They, will know, <laughs> they you know. know. Well, so it's like, well, all right, I yeah. guess that I guess we'll turn it back up. And so we turned it back up, and it, it, you know, so we we do yeah. a little trial and error. You know, it's My a little bit of what is it is, but like, we 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 learned how to manipulate our system, yeah. how to how to affect beers in a positive way, and that that's really what we're doing. I mean, we're 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 just learning our system, perfecting our system, and really perfecting trying to perfect our beers. And I think you've got to balance that as well with running a business because mm. you can't screw around with a beer too much right. and make it that people are not going to drink it because then you've got how many gallons oh, they, they well, caught it's going to go to waste you know? they caught me I, I wanted I, I felt like and this is a mistake that I made I felt like people's palates were going to start tapering towards a more dry beer and off of hazies being so sweet and because I mine had mine completely did i didn't want that super sweet beer anymore and so i slowly was trying to make that beer a little drier because i wanted it to stick around and want everyone to still love it we you know we have artwork for it we we have a brand there that we love Mm -hmm. and you know people noticed they noticed that we were trying to dry it out and i told them i mean it wasn't like i kept it a secret but they just didn't they they didn't uh, they didn't like it as much as when it was sweeter so I, I learned a lesson as a as a brewer there to not mess with something that people are already used to, and if we want to brew a drier beer, we just brew a drier there, beer yeah, and make it a new. Yeah. Beer. It's a new beer, so yeah. we, then we have a pink pinky in the haze. Yeah, there it is go. a drier hazy. Yeah. That we, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So if you had your dibs and you had no regard for cost of materials or anything like that, what would be the beer that you would want to brew that you haven't brewed yet? Oh, that's a great that's question. That's a great question. Um, we well, asked the hard mm, delving yeah. well, questions you know what? here. I, th- I think about Schwartz beer is, is something that mm. I have had on my brew sheet, and I have kept kicking that can down the road because we run out of something that we have to have, like Eagle Fang mm. or Willie mm-hmm. or yeah. Galaxy 503. It's like, all right, well, we're actually getting a little bit low on that, a little quicker than I expected, so now we got to brew that again. Yeah. So we'll just kick that short spear down the down the road a little bit. So I haven't gotten I've been able to brew one, and I'm really frustrated about I've, it. There's one that I used to brew when when I was just a home brewer, and I named it after my dad years ago because I let him taste it first, and he was like, "Oh, that's mine." Is it, that's his exact word? So I just called it Rogers Cream Ale, and it was kind of like a Boddington kind of like a, just a straight Boddington clone. Really? Yeah. And so it's, so it's not the Schwartz beer, it's a Boddington. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So this is your me, beer. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's for me. And like the so he so took me off in a different Rob's direction. Cream yeah, 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 Rob's cream ale. Yeah, Rob's, it'd be cream So, But um, anyway, that's one of the ones that I would be like, I would like to do. I, I will say that uh, two things beer. on those, both those styles. I really like a Schwartz beer. And on our way up here, we passed a Woodman's Market mm, yeah. a little bit yeah, down there. And if you if they have the same European imports that they have down my way, there's Crossritzer, I think it is, Crossritzer Schwartz beer. Oh. It's an excellent beer to okay. to try and copy, you know. All right. And then from your perspective, Cream Ales, mm-hmm. 
are all the rage in Indiana. Mm. Go into any brewery in there, everybody has a cream ale, and it's one of my favorite styles. Really nice because it. We we do have a cream ale. We do. Oh, you do have a cream ale. Pistachio cream ale. Toxic puddles. We we have our own version of that. Yeah, Yeah. toxic puddles. Yeah, um, which is named for uh, my. My previous assistant brewer, who we called Puddles, oh. and he was he had wade through some some toxic puddles on his way to work one day. So we uh, we do toxic puddles, which is our pistachio cream ale, and That's people boring. go yeah. freaking nuts for it. I mean, it's it's not so. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's learning the British humor. He's learning. No, that was a, that was an accident. Everybody, sorry. Yeah. Boddington's and cream ale. I don't. I don't see the connection. I don't either. But it's you know, because, it, it comes from a different part of the country. So. <laughs> By the way, okay. My, let me. Uh, let, let my, me my cousins. Ba- like my pu- my cousins back home. We always used to make the joke. It's the cream of Manchester. Oh, it was indeed. Yeah. You're quite yeah. right. And so let, let me ask. Let me ask you a question. Do you know where it was brewed? The name of the brewery. I do not actually. Strangeways Brewing. Get out. And really? you know what Strangeways was. It was a high security prison, prison for a lot of that's right the worst killers in England who went to strange ways. Mm. Yeah, but anyway, until they sent uh, them to yeah. until they sent them to the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> Boddington's is not the same as it used to be. No, but, no. Yeah. It's anyway, listen, guys, we are coming to the end of the podcast. We've mm. had a fantastic time here, and we haven't got to one of your stouts. Oh boy! So. To round out this, I want you to just give us a squirt of the stout of your choice. Sure. And we'll come Rye back. Stout. And I want... Uh, okay. What? Rye stout. Rye, Rye stout. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll just listen to uh, Chaz and Dave whilst he's pouring them. Chaz and Dave for telling me about my beer belly. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, unfortunately that's what happens when you get older. Mm. <laughs> we knew we had to have one of your barrel aged style. Is this a barrel age? This is uh, definitely a barrel aged, okay. uh, two years in Opadon bourbon barrel. And you did this as a collaboration yep. with our good friends, Riverlands, Eric yep. Bramwell and Company. Eric, Eric Bramwell and Company mm-hmm. at Riverlands. Uh, Eric came up here and we. Um, we really devised mm. this beer together. I mean, we, we we went back and forth for weeks ahead of time with ideas. Um, you know, carafa too, and some uh, chocolate wheat, and you know when we would put the dark grains in. We really did collaborate on this beer a lot, and um, then we let it sit for two years. And I will say, the bourbon is very uh, controlled. Yep. The mouthfeel is beautiful and smooth, and we are drinking this quite chilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's quite cold. And so it's uh, something that I'll tell you, Eric and I kind of figured out, is that when you let this beer warm, it really does different things. It has coconut and pistachio in it, and, and they, they really start to come out as it reaches about 50 degrees or 52 degrees. At this at this temperature, it's about it's cooler temperature, about thirty nine right now. Okay, it, it's really you're going to get more bourbon and more chocolate. 
and then as it as it warms, you'll you'll get the pistachio and the coconut. The pistachio on the nose, the coconut on the back of the tongue. You'll pick it up. And I, I'm definitely not a coconut guy in in big amounts. Pistachio, I don't know. I don't think I've had too many pistachio beers, so it'd be interesting to have this. But I will say one thing about the the base beer, Eric's base imperial stout. I first tasted before it even opened, and I thought it was excellent. Yeah. I tasted your Max Headroom, Max Headroom yeah. which I think is a base. That's a great beer. Beer. Yeah, that's, and that's where probably kind of what comes from. And then I thought starts, that was excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you've got the basis of beers that can really blossom. Just, just beers that can really sit in a barrel for a year or two and just get better, mm. you know. Mm. You don't, you, you got to be careful when you're barrel aging to not overdo sweetness and not overdo, you know, the extracts that you're getting from the barrels. So you got to just pay attention to the beer and what it's doing. You'll pull tannins out of the barrels and you'll pull vanilla out of the vanillin out of the barrels and you just mm-hmm. got to got to watch it as you're going and make and kind of see where it's at. And I think this is right now it's a really nice balance. I'm going to be intrigued to see how it blossoms out. What do you think is your best beer that you have on top of the month? What would you call your flagship beer? Flagship beer, if we're going to talk flagship beer, that would be Galaxy 503. Okay. That's Absolutely. the beer that we're well known for. Absolutely. If, if we're going to talk best beer I have on draft right now, boy. That's a tough call. It's a tough call because I really <laughs> love these. I, I love these barrel-aged beers, and, and they are always my nightcap. If I'm yep. here having beers and I'm like in just like a, a patron kind of mode, mm-hmm. I'll always finish off with either this beer, which is Coal River, or with our Riot Rye, which was a collaboration that we did with Antioch Fine Wine and Liquor. But the beer that I've been drinking, like I said earlier, was California Songs, which is our West Coast IPA. And I, I love it because it has such an array of lovely hops in it, from, uh, from Simcoe to Cascade, Centennial, a little bit of Citra. And it's just a beer that is a throwback to when craft beer was in its infancy and beautiful and <laughs> yeah. young. I remember when craft beer was in its infancy, I thought Killian's Irish Red was the best. Yeah, oh, I, I was right. One. I'm right I, there I with you. I remember that one. Right there yeah. with you. So, final question for you. You posted on Facebook recently about social media and untapped. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I made some comments in reply. There was quite a few comments in reply. What do you think about social media things like untapped? Just in general. I can talk I about care. that because, I mean, every brewery has um, this experience, and um, we're all trying to do the same thing. We're, try- we're trying to use social media as a platform for advertising to draw people back to our tap rooms so that, you know, they'll try our beer. Our, the, the idea being get them in the door that first time. Let them try our products and, and see everything we have to offer, and then we'll have a customer for life. They'll keep mm-hmm. coming back because yeah. they'll like the beer and they'll love the atmosphere. So I, I think that you know Facebook and Instagram, TikTok are good for that. They're, they're a good way for us to be able to advertise, to be in a public hemisphere or whatnot, to have people see us even if they're not stopping in that day. Untapped is fantastic as a way to kind of document what you've drank or to for a brewery it's a good way to kind of see like if you put a keg out there and it sat for a while and now it's become less than good 
maybe someone posts that it has an off flavor or something like that, you know that that's not right, and you can run there and take care of that and pull that keg back. But also, people check beers in sometimes that they don't like. Just they'll tell you in the text that, hey, I don't like sours, one bottle cap. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's frustrating to us because we put a lot of time into that sour. Yeah. And we really wanted to make it special and great for people who like sours. Yeah. And it's, it's disheartening because this is our career. This is what we do for a living. And we want to do a good job. We want everyone to be able to... Uh, look at what we've done and and enjoy it and want to tell their friends about it and talk about it. And I'm just personally of the opinion that if you don't like a certain type of beer, you certainly shouldn't be checking it in. Right. Uh, maybe just don't order it. But if you if you do order it just because you want to see, hey, maybe this is a sour that I'll like, and then you end up not liking it, then you know maybe you don't check it in. I was or or you grade it or you grade it based on that style of beer. Like you know what a good sour is and you know what a bad sour is. Even if you don't like sours, you still know the difference between a good one and a bad one. And this isn't just sours; it's just stouts too. Right. Like mm-hmm. whatever, any kind can, of beer. Can you check whatever a beer, beer? Can you check a beer in and not rate it just because you, you certainly want can? Yeah, yeah well, then, then that's yeah. what you should do. See, For God's sake! Again, I don't I, want to tell people what to do. Yeah. I, I will not. Like, I will. Fully I will. I was, I'll tell people what to do. Listen, guys, <laughs> when was, you go on Untapped and you don't like a beer because it's a style you've ordered but you don't like it, just check it in. Yeah. Don't rate it because that's not. What it's for? It's well, uh, exactly. What I, was, when I was just like that. Like it's normally not a bit. Like I'm not a big. I personally am not a big sour guy. But there are beers that we make here, and I've had in other brewers. I'm like, it's a sour, but holy crap, that was a really good beer. Yeah. So and then there's ones I'm like, it's not really my style of beer. I'll just say that I had it. That's yeah. It. Right. Exactly. And that's exactly, yeah. that's exactly what, what you should do. Should do. Uh, so opinion. I've so seen a lot of people yeah. that they'll do their own little check-in for themselves. They'll type it in, like, hey, three point yeah. seven five yeah. or yeah. two point two five, and and they'll just type it in instead of grading it. What what people don't really know probably is that when a brewery like ours or any that want to get picked up by Tavor or some of these businesses that will pick up pallets of beer and go sell it across the country for mm-hmm. you, they won't touch a beer that they use untapped as their guide yeah, right. for what beers they'll they'll bring in. Mm-hmm. And I've got a beer, you know, Galaxy 503 that's a lovely beer. It's a wonderful hazy. It's been in different magazines and it's done pretty well. But it's like a four on Untap, so they won't touch it. You know, to out of, won't out of how it. many? Out of five. Out of five. Yeah. Well, four out of five to me seems pretty bloody good. Uh, they yeah. want they want you to be at like four point four or four point three. Yeah. And oh, I, I get it. I mean, it. Look, the beer the beer ain't going anywhere. We yeah. love it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and people yeah. people it's, around it's here love it. So I mean, come on. <laughs> well, well, listen, guys, yeah. we've had an absolute blast up here. I think we've overrun our hour mark, which we usually head for, but that's okay. <laughs> we've had <laughs> a good time doing it. Hey, though. Hey, enjoy it. Maybe <laughs> Mostly due to Rob, I think. That's the uh, problem. I, I do talk a lot. I apologize about <laughs> no, that. No, it's not. I'm going to raise my a Coal Creek. Now, is there a Coal Creek? This coal is river. a coal river. Is there a coal so we river? Took that we, yes, there is a coal okay, river. It's in Kentucky go. also. All right. We, we kind of blended our, our namesakes to come up with, you know, Black Lung Brewing Coal and River Lands River, so Coal River. So that's where we yeah. go. Well, and then we'll see whether or not John actually knows how I finish off a podcast. Cheers, oh, pal. Hey. Prost. Uh, tell us, Rob, mm. what's the address here? The address is 2217 North Illinois 83. <laughs> and what's the phone number? 
That I don't know. Oh, I've never yeah. had to call here. I just Blacklungbrewing.com. Yeah. Oh, okay. there you there go. There we go. Uh, I, I would recommend everybody takes a little trip up north if you're down south. If you're up north, great. If you haven't been here, please come I'll tell here. you, I'll jump in before you jump off. Come up here because we have a lot of great breweries up here. Yeah. Yes. Got, obviously, we'll speak highly of our, you know, ours, Black Lung Brewing, Round Lake Beach, and Fox Lake. We've got Light the Lamp, 10 minutes south. we got Harbor Brewing, 10 minutes north. we got a really great beer community up here, and you guys should all come check it out. I agree 100%. So it's good night from me. And good night to you. No. <laughs> good night from him. Yeah, night I'll do that again. Him. And it's good night from me. And good night from him. Well done. <laughs> we'll see you next time, folks. Cheers. Cheers. Prost. Thanks, guys. Right Prost. Hey, what about that Brit guy? No, not me. The other guy. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful? I, I, would yeah. li- I, I can't wait to listen to the music. Not bad for Indeed. an Aston Villa supporter, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, he was okay. And a Grubs uh, man, he's good. Oh, Although, yeah. oh, I wish, sure. he, wish he'd take all that coal dust off him. Uh, yeah, that's it. Get in the shower. Yep. Cops. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Britain Yankee! Britain Yankee! I'll have a pint, Yo, give us a pint. You got any tetanus? A pint, please, Bob. Give me another pint, please, Bob.